Good evening and welcome to Horror. I'm Lee. I'm Chris. Hi, I'm Adam. And we are here this evening for a friend and lovely of the show, uh, Claire, uh, for her birthday choice. Uh, she Ooh, is not joining birthday. us. She's not joining us this evening, but was very keen to see this film as uh, she has now been welcomed to horror and has been desperate to see this. And I am, I, I, I've got to admit, in spite of what I may feel about this film, I'm surprised we've made it nearly 200 episodes and we haven't covered it yet. Um, so we are here for 1979's Ridley Scott Alien. Yes. Yeah. And uh, um, it's yeah. a shocker, isn't it? That we can, it's a shocker we can get this far, but also a shocker that someone can get this far without having seen Alien grow, growing up in a sci-fi loving household. You know, so well, yeah, yeah. But uh, but again, for someone who was so very anti-horror, mm. this film is like this film sits, I think, perfectly well in either camp: sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Really does. Yeah, yeah. It, it fits both of them a hundred percent, and it's it's not often that you get a a film that isn't just a sci-fi film with some scary elements or a scary movie that is set in space. But but this, I think, mm-hmm. is a, that perfect amalgamation of the two. Um, before we get into the movie, I would like to share with you a quick story, if I may. Um, leaking back to our least haunted, but also linking into this evening's subject so um as i was discussing with the guys uh off off mic earlier i have just spent pretty much the last 60 hours in bed with the flu slash covid i mean who knows because nobody tests anymore i haven't got any <laughs> who the fuck knows oh they make be, you pay now Come. there'll be spoilers and swearing just to warn you um <laughs> Before I fucking forget, start getting into that. Anyway, so right after I say cunts. So. <laughs> um, so I have just uh yeah, slept for sixty hours, but I woke up at five o'clock this morning, uh, for my obligatory every eight hours waking up for a Pepsi Max and a piss. Uh, it, only since I've had the cold, like that's not just how I live my general life. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I came back from the bathroom and was admiring the moon because it was behind the clouds. Mm. And then I noticed, so my the back of my house, we have roads that run off at 90 degrees. So my road runs parallel and it runs horizontal and the others run vertically against it, as it were. And I can see behind my house, two houses with two chimneys. And between them, I can see a light and it looks like it's a few miles away. And I just kind of noticed it. And every now and again, it keeps blinking like super bright. And I was like, that's weird. So I thought, I'll sit and watch that. I've slept a lot. I could probably manage 10 minutes. And this light keeps blinking. like So it's quite dull. And then every now and again, it blinks like super brightly. And then it does a funny little figure of eight movement, like super fast. And then it's just a dull light again. And then it's, and I was like, Oh my god! This is it. This is the, this is the UFO I've wanted to see all my life. And I ran downstairs, and I got my phone, and I came back up, and I videoed it, and it looked like dog shit, as they always do. Yeah, yeah. Find video something like that, miles away on your phone in the middle of the. So I must have watched this thing for about fifteen twenty minutes, and I thought, right, I'm going to go to bed, and I'm going to get up in the morning, and I'm going to get my binoculars, 
and I'm going to get up in the loft and I'm going to look out the skylight and I'm going to work out between those two chimneys roughly the direction I'm looking in and I'm going to make sure that there's nothing I can see. It's not like um, a crane or something that's got a light attached to it or whatever and for some reason something's moving it or you know, they're setting up a crane in the middle of the night. Who knows? This sounds like some good sceptical thinking you've got going on here. Yes. Mm. But but I was like, but none of these things fit what I'm seeing. This is, but I want to be 100%. And I was like, then I'll get Google Earth up and I'll look at a, a Google Maps, plot it out so I can make sure there's nothing in my eye line and da, da, da. So I go back to sleep and then I wake up this morning and I woke up and I was like, before you look, just lay there for a good 10 minutes and just allow your mind to remember exactly what you were seeing and exactly what it looked like. So I did all of that. And then I sat up and I looked out of the window and I went, oh, it's a street light and the guts have fallen out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the light hanging on the wire. Yeah. I'm assuming. I still couldn't see it. I could still only see the street light, but I could see the street light at the top of it was exactly mm. where it was. So obviously the light had fallen out and was pointing the other way. So I could only see the dim back of it. Yeah. And then when the wind blew it and it turned to me, that was when it was flashing. And it's funny figure of eight was obviously when the wind blew it and it was blowing at the end of its cable. But it I, looked... So I can imagine that probably did look pretty good. Yeah. yeah again so it's back to the thing we said about you know when people say mm. they see stuff and we go we don't believe it so we think they're just fucking lies like it definitely is very easy to be tricked yeah well how many follow up like you did yeah well, again it's only because i i looked out and immediately went where's the fucking mm. lamppost there i couldn't see the frame of the lamppost in the dark because it was too mm. dark so I, I had suppose... no idea that the that the light yeah. would have been hanging underneath. Where... And you can do that because it's near your house. But yeah. if it had been, you know, some distance away, you'd been somewhere else. Well, this is the you thing. Wouldn't it looked necessarily been able to. It looked like a massive light that was about two or three miles away. Yeah. But it wasn't. Mm -hmm. It was a street light three hundred yards away. Facing yeah, the wrong way. Just yeah. a bulb yeah. hanging in the. But yeah. It mm. was a bulb dangling in the wind. <laughs> Bastard. Anyway, so yes. Beautiful song. So it wasn't thankfully xenomorphs um and i'm still not a believer but anyway that's my uh my alien story for this so chris i'm assuming mm. being the massive sci-fi nerd that you are this is not the first time you've seen alien it's not but it's 1979 and i didn't see this for a very long time um, and I have mentioned this before, but I saw Aliens and loved that. That was like just one of the best um, teenage films that you know that we watched as yeah. teenagers. Like it was just it was the perfect blend of action, sci-fi, but not much horror in Aliens, as we've said. And then, yeah, I, I can't remember actually when I first saw Alien. I, I this is this may be the third time now, um, and. Yeah, right. So, so, so what I did want to check was both of your backgrounds as well, with regards to did you see Alien first? I saw. Actually, I saw it really asked about it. I saw Alien, mm. Alien Three, and then finally saw Aliens. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, but a Aliens was for certainly for me and Lee's sort of generation. I think was the big one because that was the one that came out in the video shop and it was all, everyone had seen it. So mm. I hadn't, but I knew pretty much everyone had seen aliens. 
Yeah. So yeah, at that point it was so yeah, I saw it completely asked about tick because I saw a pirate of Alien Three. Um <laughs> uh just just before it came out of the cinema, so like ninety two. What, what was the quality like? Because it's quite a dark film. It yeah. believe me, it was it was <laughs> shonky as all. Yeah. It was just it did, looked did that fucking bizarre. More to it, or <laughs> I I can't remember to be honest. All I do remember is my mate showed it to me, and fast forwarded through the credits so that all the explanation of how the fuck she's on the yeah. planet. Yeah. Didn't actually make any sense, and then he had to yeah. spend the next ten minutes keep interrupting mm. all the action in the film to mm. tell me what he could have, what I could have I gleaned could have, yeah. by having seen it just without someone fast forwarding through the fucking opening, without knowing <laughs> who this was. What a pillock! Yeah. <laughs> you do okay. know, it, and yes, it was a bloody stupid <laughs> thing, but uh, but there we go, and um, uh, yes, yeah, so I saw Alien. Alien 3, then Aliens, pretty much after I saw Basically, it was like, Alien 3, someone's got it around their house. Let's all go and watch it. And then mm. it's like, I haven't seen Aliens yet. So <laughs> I then watched Aliens. But yeah, that was, yeah, that was the way around I did it. Uh, yeah, I don't think you necessarily needed to. But um, but yeah, all right, so Lee, what, what was your order of screening? Now, <laughs> this is showing my cards early. Um, uh, so I saw Alien and went, Okay, and then that was. It. I, I mean, you did you did give us that hint, yeah. which I was I was like, hold on, I, this I'm shocked, but fair enough. Well, let's, I, let's get that when we do. I, watch, I think I saw Aliens mm. once. No, did I? Yes, I think I did, and again went meh and <sighs> walked away and never came back, and then. Literally about five years ago, I had this conversation with my brother and went, yeah, I watched them both once. Uh, like, mm. they were fine. Don't think I ever really need to go back and watch them again because I don't think I could give a shit. And, and what um, was his response? His response was, right, for Christmas, he bought me the <laughs> Blu-ray box set of the of the, uh, the anthology. And he was like, you need to go back and re-watch Nice work, Dean. I'm, yeah. I'm fully on board with this. mistake. Um, I, and... I was fairly certain that that would have been Dean's reaction, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, Stop messing around, Lee. You... <laughs> and he was like, look, we can all be in a bad headspace and make a mistake yeah. every now and again. Let's not get caught up in it. But here's Ooh. the box set. Don't be a lemon all you like. Um, so we may find out some... So I re-watched all of them. Mm. Uh, wait, oh, so wait, so all, oh, go on, all five. So all four. Four, okay. And then went, meh. And like I went to the IMAX and watched Prometheus. Okay, but I, again, okay. and this is a thing. I just, I always, uh, yeah. I just, it, it's not that I would say it's a shit film. I'd always go, it's oh just... yeah, it's fine. But I never, I never owned it, and it, I never went. Oh, I wish I could watch that now. And I've had it sitting on my shelf since Dean bought it for me. And I watched mm. all of them in the space of about a week, okay. pretty much night after night, and then put the box set away and have never given a shit never again since. And that's kind of... I, I think it's Ridley Scott, if I'm honest. <laughs> I I love... Like, I lo the, like, there's so much behind the story. Sorry, I don't mm. want to get all carried away, but it, I want yeah, to get no, out there quickly. Like, all the idea of the different stages of the xenomorph, 
and the look mm. of it and the mm. feel of the spaceships and their lived in and it, and all of that is phenomenal it's beyond question the acting yeah. is amazing the script like everything is great i can't i just can't stick his pace in and you're gonna hate me but i'm the same with blade runner oh uh, yeah no, okay. i will say That's blade runner is amazing i've still only <laughs> seen it three fucking times i own yeah. it in four formats but i've still only seen it three times <laughs> I, I, think, what, I, just, I was just going to say a quick side thing on that. Right, I heard someone say about Blade Runner how impressed they were with Harrison Ford because he gave the best scene to Rutger Hauer. And I'd never thought of it that way, but it's like that is such an amazing scene. And yeah, and Harrison Ford didn't get it. But yeah. yeah. But I, th- I think actually, I mean, um, I think it's. I'm glad that it's very much, it's not that you don't like it, it's just, oh, it's a competently made film that passed the time, as it were, do you know what I mean? It's not like, Mm. it's not something that has actively aggravated you, but I know what you mean. I think, um, because the weird thing is is that, because obviously it's Aliens like the horror film, and then Aliens is action, yeah. Alien 3 is for a very specific depressed goth from the 90s, <laughs> which is me. Yeah. Um, and and f- I'm sorry, but vote Adam Von Art, but that man is wrong about Alan- Alien 3. So just... He, he, yeah, I'm, I remember the discussion. He he didn't like that. Didn't yeah, he? but watch watch the assembly cut. That's the key with mm. Alien 3. Watch the one that was kind of David uh, Fincher's version. I mean, I remember enjoying it. I've mm. only seen it the once when it came out but i am gonna watch it because actually having watched this i then started watching aliens today Mm. and i've got about 20 minutes left of it but i had to break away to come and watch this and i've got to say i i this is the thing i picked for both of them i picked the theatrical cut and with alien i was like come on mate like and, and that's the thing like it's got some such incredibly focal scenes in it that are just you know that have just been mimicked on everything, and everyone well, yeah, knows yeah. them, and their their yeah. household. I mean, the, the John Hurt scene, <laughs> but he still manages to make that two-hour film drag to holy th- fuck. That is, that is so funny. I do not find it drags at all. Give the director's cut a try because yes, the director's the cut has more scenes and is shorter. Oh, if I'd known much... it was shorter, I'd have fucking watched yeah. that. I was like, oh, I, if, mm. I know the original's two hours. I'm not watching a fucking two-hour, five-minute <laughs> yeah. dick waggle where it's I about... have to sit through more dark spaces. It's about 15 minutes shorter, same as Blade Runner. It's the weird thing. Whenever Ridley mm. Scott does a director's cut, he's almost like, he's, I think he follows actually your advice, Lee. He's very much, oh, I could have tightened that up a bit. But it, yeah, so um, what does he take so... out then? I mean, it must. it can't be anything that gets in the way of the story but the director is, it, is cut, it just small bits there's, here and there or there's some there's some more there's some more interaction between the crew the main thing mm. and this is this leads into one of the sort of not myths but sort of uh things of alien is mm. towards the end when after when ripley is going back to the shuttle mm. she finds dallas entombed uh, in the okay. alien's is yeah. sticking stuff. Oh, you know how they find, yeah, you know how mm. they find the the colonists in aliens. Yeah. It's yeah. like that. And it's meant to be, I think Brett's in the corner dead, but he's turning into an egg. 
Mm. And Dallas basically says, kill me. And he's about to have the an alien oh. burst out of his chest. Yeah, okay. Now, this is another thing that I made a note of, but I only made note of it. I watched the entire film and made next to no notes. And then after it, I went, was there a score in that? And then suddenly went, hang on a minute. Apart from the chest burster, nobody fucking dies. You don't see mm. anybody die. People uh, dis- people see the alien, and then you don't hear from them again. I was like, we never see anybody actually get murdered, and there's see, never any blood or anything. And I was like, hang on a fucking. Do you not see, what, the Brett so scene in my head? The Brett scene, you see him die. But... Brett, you you see Brett get attacked and dragged up into the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Um, you definitely see um, Parker get his head smashed in with the little the in a mouth oh yeah punches oh, through yeah. his skull um so there are and it's not the alien who kills him but you see ash die well i was gonna yeah. say yeah yeah i mean but, that, that, that that is so that's one of the big things for me is the whole bringing in the android ai and that to me is a big horror aspect of this film as well the way he one is meant to be bringing back the alien and so, and then it brings in the idea of the corporation caring about getting a weapon over people. But then the way Ash messes up as well is quite significant, I think. It is. And it's also a weird thing going through, because I was going through, and in my head, Ian Holm is quite a sort of, oh, he's that cuddly avuncular. Uh, I think it's from... literally because he plays fucking... Bilbo Baggins. Bilbo, yeah. Yeah, and no, he, he can play quite of, a dark... Like... And because of the fifth element. But when you actually go back yeah, yeah, to his fucking yeah. roles before yeah. Alien, he played more he... fucking Nazis than Mr. Bronson. And... See, now I only... But, but even, even Bilbo he gets, and from goes hell, dark. And... and both of them, mm. he's fucking Satan, effectively. Yeah, yeah. he is. Yeah, he no, does really. play a lot of evil bastards. In my yeah. head, I'm like, oh, it's cuddly Ian home. I sort of bracket him with, like, Richard Briers or something. It's like, actually, no, when I think <laughs> no. about it, he is always a shit in Phil. Yeah, oh, but, he always, but he always Brazil. plays a surprising shit. He always plays yeah, like yeah, no, someone who's it, really it gets, nice and you... Yeah. And I trust him every time, and he's always yeah. an asshole. <laughs> yeah, it's, Bra- it's Brazil's the other thing where he's just, like, hapless, like a sort of hapless the office manager in Brazil who's kind of like just out of his depth. But other than that, yeah, he's always bastards. So <laughs> it's just a weird thing. But that's one because obviously like we um we were talking about, but that's one of the things that deviated from the original script was because mm. the Ash Ash's role was going to be fulfilled by mother, like the onboard yeah. computer. Well even that, that's was why I said AI. Like that mm. the way when Ripley's communicating with with Mother and the way that Ash is communicating with Mother, like that that is such a good element throughout. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sorry, go on, Kevin. And and it's that but it's that plainness as well. But they kind of the original script had six um six members of the crew and mm. then they brought in Ash as basically as a sort of double agent sort of figure. Mm. And then while they were this was during rewrites, not Dan O'Bannon is uh, like other people rewriting it and they made Ash like a sort of double agent figure and mm. then actually the twist about him being a robot was literally because one of the guys was like right so we get to this point where they're confronting him and what happens and he said um they punch his head off <laughs> and then like oh so he's a robot yeah yeah and I don't th- I think he just said they punch his head off but you know it was like 
and they just yes ended it. But yeah, you know, they did. The problem is this creates the biggest fucking plot holes for me in this entire movie, which yeah, go on. again is funny because I saw you getting very frustrated earlier when I said the word Prometheus and looked like you looked like you were going to try and punch the phone. And I know a lot of alien like serious fans are the same and are like, oh, that film's so full of plot holes. And I'm like, hang on a minute. But they Take a step all back. are. This film is exactly the same. So the plan was, so they sent this entire group out there, knowing they were sending this alien, this uh, this alien, fucking hell, this robot as a mm. like as a uh, a mole, because the whole thing was to just get this alien thing and bring it back. Right, one, why did they take the whole ship full of people? Why don't they just put a robot on okay. a fucking ship and send it to get it and then bring it back? He could have done that. Or two. They could have not woken the whole crew up. They were all in stasis. And just left Just get the robot up, park the ship, put it in a box, put it in a fucking cat carrier, that cat carrier thing that she puts Jones in, stick it somewhere, bring it back to Earth, and then just hand the over. Oh, no, I just said the C word. I've never said that on this (laughs) podcast. I'm going to have to beep that now. Right. But again, so the whole film is entirely negated. None of those people need to die. They could have just sent a fucking robot like a man with a van and none the, of this needed to have happened the point is that you know when they say about do you know anything about doubt da- about ash and dallas says i've had the same science officer and then on this time they changed him yeah. they changed up yeah, and sent yeah. that's because the company have received this have noticed the signal yeah and so they send him on board as a thing to like basically but, well let's go and check this out because it might be aliens mm. but we want we don't know what it is. Yeah, but this so, is my point. So just put a robot in a spaceship and send. It. You don't have to take all the look all that cargo well, well, um, and so, all those so, people and that ship. Just put I'm a robot in a did, shuttle and send. Did they him need? There. Did they need a human to trigger the eggs? But we don't again, know that. They don't That's know. The and thing again, is you don't know. You don't they're know that. It as literally as an exploratory thing. And even if they did know that, what they're going to end up with is a xenomorph. Well, what they want. Know, oh, is a yeah, facehugger well, okay. so they wait, can wait. learn the whole thing. So you're thing. viewing this as a plot hole from the corporation's perspective, as in they could have just done this completely. Yeah. But but let's say... But the results, the, from a from a company point of view, you send someone out and find out it's just a, it's just a random beacon that's been left there. That's, that's a massive they mission get on their way. You for send, nothing. That's why they're not... That's why they don't send Marines. They send a but bunch when, of, but of when space contractors. They, okay, yeah. so if that's the case... So they have sent this this robot with them and they've done this massive, they've gone off, they've picked up their haul, they've come back, they've now yeah. woken them all up out of stasis. You're talking about days, weeks in between. They wake up within about 20 minutes, Ripley has gone, this isn't an SOS, this is a warning. So how come the corporation didn't work this out before they substituted the medical officer for a robot and go, it's a warning. There's something out there. This definitely isn't an SOS. We need to investigate this more thoroughly. Yeah, but you you than investigate just by a send... load of people. Yeah, but you investigate by sending a bunch of patsies in and see no, what no, happens. No. You finish deciphering the message. If she deciphered half of the message in 20 minutes, just put the fucking launch off by an hour and a half and you'll have the full fucking message. Warning. Big exploding motherfuckers. They're going to pop out your chest. They start off like fucking squids. Then they're going to pop out your chest, and then you've got a big skull-headed penis thing, right? Just read the message. 
It's fine. You can manage that. Are Just you not a fan of, of Geiger's artwork? <laughs> I fucking love Geiger's artwork. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's I, I think that's why I find he does. Thing. He does have a few more big, big penises in his actual artwork, doesn't he? He does have. I've, I've heard he's, this. He's, I haven't actually seen many. It's it's a, a pe- what I would describe as a penis jamboree, <laughs> but a very twisted. The other thing, again, not to point out a plot point, but it's fucking lucky that xenomorph looked exactly like the inside of a shuttle. Otherwise, they, that thing would have been fucked if it had tried to come it, up. They do look a lot like pipes on a lot yeah, of different yeah. planets. It has to be said. That's a, gonna, that, that is a recurring theme through all mm-hmm. of it. Is definitely if the, if the escape pod had looked like the room that they all sat and had lunch in, it'd have been fucked because there's no way to hidden in that big white Star Wars looking room. It'd have had it. It, it, like they'd have got him in no time, but luckily exactly. for him, it was a very dark penis-shaped, room. <laughs> a very dark penis-shaped room, and that's that's and that is the that that's what the company wanted. They were specific. They were like, right, we want to send truckers to make sure they get fucked up because we want because that's the thing is you don't send anyone important. You send a group of people who, if this lot really fuck up, doesn't matter if they don't come back. And actually, that's one of the best. I think that's one of the best things about Aliens, is the very start where it's basically Ripley has a has a tribunal with a fucking insurance company about. Well, you've said about an alien. All we know is that you a big spaceship of ours got lost. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. Which according to you was sixty fucking years ago. If you've not written that off, you fucking shit houses. <laughs> you fucking need to ask yourself some accounting questions. But that. It is. Oh, it's, it's like the red dwarf thing where he's left the light on and they send in the t- the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's the other thing I kept getting with this. Yeah, was a red dwarf, mm. like oh, the outside shops and the music. Uh, yeah. It's exactly yeah. the same. I was like, it's the opening of fucking red dwarf every time. <laughs> well, even even the bit towards the end after they set off the self destruct button, which again, cars do not have self destruct buttons. Ships do not have self-destruct buttons. Planes do not have self-destruct buttons. Why do fucking spaceships always have (laughs) self-destruct buttons? I can understand military vehicles, but like, you know, a bloke hauling petrol. Well, he doesn't need a self-destruct button. All he needs is a cigarette lighter and a fucking bit of imagination. But (laughs) do you know what I mean? I've always queried self-destruct buttons in science fiction. So but, it is a, it uh, is a MacGuffin that's just always been there, and and that's the problem because it's always been there. You never question it, and then you yeah. suddenly go, "Oh yeah, why does nothing in real life have a self destruct?" Because you'd never need it. You wouldn't exactly. Need but it's but when she's running around and they've got like those yellow um, hazard mm. lights on and stuff, that is purely ripped off in Red Dwarf from fucking series yeah. three onwards. That that scene is pretty much in every other episode of Red Dwarf, <laughs> and. If you watch the director's cut of Aliens, it features uh, the captain, uh, Captain Hollister from Red Dwarf is one of the colonists, mm. Mac McDonald, because he's one of the three Americans who lives in England that always ends up in these things. <laughs> like William Hootkins from Star Wars and Batman. Yeah. He's, you know, he's just one of those guys that's just always in these things. But actually, speaking of Red Dwarf, one of the things that, uh, as, as I'm watching it with Claire, is there's the bit where you first see when Brett first sees the alien and it's just slavering and the mouth mm. opens it. And Claire did in her best Norman Lovett voice, Ugh, I can see right down your gob. <laughs> 
from <laughs> <laughs> Red Dwarf, and that yeah, that 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 got it. But it was, um, but no, I I I think I'll be I'll be honest. Uh, I so I decided I was going to watch it. So I wanted to watch Aliens as well because turns out Claire had only seen Prometheus, and at that point I was like, oh, that explains why you've never bothered to watch any of the others. Yeah. So, um, but, but uh, so I watched Prometheus for this, and did you? It I thought it was okay. See, I didn't. See, I didn't. Hey, but I had no real expectation at all. It was like I need to no. rewatch it. I, I I just thought it's more alien. It's, that's good. It's it's a bit like well, it's a bit like more Star Wars. It could be absolute that's, rubbish. I'd still be I, kind of happy to watch it. I think that's one. my problem with it is because I care too much about. Although weirdly enough, on this rewatch, Alien, Stone Cold, fucking love it. Can't mm. can't complain about it. Aliens, good. Alien Three, I love it, but I have. Uh, I admit I've got emotional problems. So, you know, and yeah, there's nothing it, that works. For it you. combines two things I like, which is a cruel universe <laughs> and lots of British character actors. So I'm <laughs> very happy. And I must admit, I got to like Thursday night and then it was like, shall I watch Alien Resurrection? And then I thought, nah, fuck it. I can't be asked," and started rewatching Sapphire and Steel because David McCullum died. So, yeah, all right. So, David McCullum. R.I.P. But so I was Just like, little do I watch Alien Three and then uh, Alien Four rather, or Alien Resurrection, and then I just thought, nah, because then I'll probably have to watch Prometheus, and I've still not seen Alien Covenant. I'll be honest. I, I, I did. I did want to watch that as well after watching Prometheus. I didn't quite manage it in time. Yeah, but I, I will do now. I'm gonna do them all. But I'm, I'm so. I'm sort of defining it as the Ripley trilogy now because mm, technically yeah, in Alien yeah. Resurrection, it's not Ripley. It's a clone yeah, of Ripley, clone, yeah. half alien. And at that point, I was like, it's the first alien film I saw at the cinema. And in 1998, I was perfectly prepared to think that's a cool idea. In 2023, mm. I'm like, that is the most cliched load of old shit excuse <laughs> to get Scorny Weaver back in yeah. after they killed her off. And yeah, I just couldn't be asked. So... I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm still alien. I'm still very much in, but for me, I'm now, I'm going to do like Terminator, where there's only two Terminator films. Yeah. And don't listen to anyone else who tells you that there's anything more. And much the same, as far as I'm concerned, there's three alien films, and everything else is just so, the, in the wild imaginings of other people who don't know how reality works. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give you Claire's notes. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. From uh, of uh, so, first of all, passes the Bechdel test, um, and she's put here. I think that's how it's spelt, which is the same as checking. So we, she's uh, doing doing sterling work there. So <laughs> uh, obviously the Bechdel test or the Bechdel Wallace test, which is a tool that is like a critical uh, used in critical studies to see how um, whether a, a film passes muster in terms of. Uh, it's representation of women in that do two mm. women talk about anything other than a man within the so this passes because um obviously you've got um uh Veronica Cartwright and Sigourney Weaver mm. they talk about the alien they talk about the navigation they talk you know so they, they play significant the, critical yeah roles yeah you know so it passes mm. that test in the sense of actually and um the next point was no one listens to fucking no one and fucking <laughs> is in uh the fucking no one is in uh, uh capitals um which is very true because yeah there is a lot of 
especially the one thing that is a, a running thing through all the alien films, certainly all the th three that I watched, which is when you find a weird membrane on the floor, do tell people. Yeah. Especially if you're aware there's an, like alien and aliens. Definitely. You should. Hey guys, I've just found a like weird skin on the floor. You know, maybe we want to talk about this, but no. Um, the word goddamn is used so often it starts to feel like a made-up word. So, <laughs> is there a tiny stasis pod for Jonesy? I like to think there is. Um, it looks amazing. The models look better than Star Wars in places. Hmm. Um, better than aliens. Yep. Yeah. Oh, fuck me. I, I'll give them their due. I think that because this one is all in space, it's got nothing to go against. But as soon as you start having, like, mm. through clouds and past buildings yeah. and stuff, it does start looking shonky in Aliens. Yeah. It's, it's not great. Um, uh, where are we? Uh, never would have seen the droid twist coming. Loved it. Which is mm. great because, again, it was a bit like Psycho where and, and The Exorcist for Claire, where it's like, Oh, I know Alien because I know the chestburst. Yeah, sequence. yeah, and that's, that's it. The, mm. And it is a it is a big sequence. It is quite mm. a it's a dramatic bit, and but it's been parodied so much that that element has actually been kind of left out of the but, sort of yeah. No, the I, mean, like, I completely agree. That's that's what I was saying earlier. Like for me, that really adds a lot to it. I think that is one of the things that does make me like this film a lot more. Dan O'Bannon hated it. He said it was well acted, well directed, but I think it was just, from what I gather, Dan O'Bannon, who wrote the original scripts, um, mm, which was called yeah. Star Beast before it was called Alien. Um, mm. So that could have been slightly shitter. Yeah. Because then it would have been, because then the second film would have been Star Beasts. <laughs> and, you know, it's sort of, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um, from, but from what I gather, I, in the end, I think Dan O'Bannon was like, you don't like literally any changes that were made to your script whatsoever, do you? Mm. And, you know, that's kind of, I think scriptwriters kind of have to acknowledge that you pass it over to someone who will probably either, you know, I can't remember who it was, but someone said, oh, writing is great because it's like handing someone your children and they send them back disfigured. <laughs> yeah. Or mutilated. Well, I'm, I'm, you know? <laughs> I'm going to come back, come back to that point later when we discuss. Um, she also June. can totally see why it's a classic. Um, impressed how many tropes were avoided. So it felt classic and modern at the same time. And I'm going to read you this bit in verbatim. Her last point is bum, helmet, tit end, flaps, we, and indeed spath. So in summary, eight out of 10. But yes, she just had to put that in there to try and put me off. So that's well done. <laughs> her. So I'm, um, I'm really glad that she enjoyed it. But it is funny that she, that she, that her first point was the, well, it wasn't quite as misogynistic as I thought. And I was like, do you know what? Mm. For me, it's the exact opposite. This is a film where it's not just a final girl who just haphazardly manages to avoid the killer. She's the only one for fucking head screwed on from step one. She's oh, the yeah. only one who it. no, it's like everybody else is fucking stupid. Mm. Yeah. She's the, she is she is the warrior the whole way through this film. She's and that's the voice why... of fucking reason. And I tell you what as well, and I'll be honest, because, you know, Claire in the end said, this isn't really about Alien, is it now? Because I spend my whole time just moaning about what a prick Dallas is. 
that it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, fucking throw the rule book out. Oh, what are you going to do now? Go and fucking listen to classical music in the shuttle like a fucking little emo <laughs> prick because you're fucking, yeah, 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 all the burden of command. You're wank. Yeah. Um, Claire also dis- did describe him as you'd ordered Kurt Russell off Wish. So, um, <laughs> and and then it's the whole thing where it's like, oh, well, finally you're like, oh, I'm going to step up. And like, and it's like, I reckon if you'd have sent Ripley into those fucking air vents, she'd have fucking killed it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, but, but that this prick is the thing. had to go in going... and finally man up they said, and right, fucked got... everyone's chances. And his whole thing was, right, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to kill it. And as soon as they went, it's right in front of you. The first thing he did was run away. And I was like, you went in there to find it. Don't run away when it's coming. Like, it's... if you didn't want to find it, don't go in there, you wanker. Like, that oh, was but everyone, and that's lit. And actually, funnily enough, it's, I don't know whether we usually have these weird synchronicities. I don't know if we're coming up to a anniversary of Alien or something like that. But yeah. Um, I did see someone have reposted this thing that was, and it's just wonderful. It kind of nullifies our entire podcast, admittedly. But mm. it's um, someone put up a review of Alien, and it was literally this Alien is a movie where nobody listens to the smart woman, and then they all die except for the smart woman and her cat. Five stars. <laughs> and, and it's fucking true. If yeah. Ripley is right. All the way through. Don't let them in. They could have fucking shot it out of the airlock. She is, except I love a cat as much as the next person. <laughs> at the point at which she's heading towards the pod and then she suddenly goes, oh, Jonesy. Jonesy. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Jonesy. Don't go back for Jonesy. Somebody needs to get back to Earth and warn them. You can't let the entire human race die because of one fat ginger cat. I'm sorry. It's got to go. It also has to be said that that it also features what I consider to be one of the truest depictions of cat ownership ever, which is where Brett is looking for Jonesy. And it's just, kitty, 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 kitty crap, Jones, Jones. (laughs) And it's just that thing. It's like, why am I doing this? You're you're just a slouching little nasty bastard. Where are you, prick? And it's... (laughs) Oh, dear. But yeah, like we were saying, so Dan O'Bannon wrote it, and obviously we discussed earlier. With so Chris, did you watch Jodorowsky's June, the documentary? I did. So yeah, so that after you said about the script changing, I'm mm. going to mention that a bit later when we get fully into this. I am going to go on record now, and this is going to bring a lot of hate down. I'm sure mm. there have been some terrible things done in the history of the human race some real terrible atrocities i don't think any of them can equal the fact that that film was never made oh mate tell me about it no i mean like it's yeah uh, okay i completely <laughs> no i mean i completely agree like so i'd never heard of this at all until adam posted it in the WhatsApp group the other day. And yeah, like it's amazing to watch the documentary until the bit where he said, and then the planet takes on Paul Atreides consciousness <laughs> and flies around the universe, converting other planets. Oh, and, and it's all about raping. I was like, okay, I'll rewrite that bit of the script because that's mental. 
yeah, that last bit the was rest a little is great. bit out of hand. But, <laughs> yeah. but but like the like the whole lead up to that was yeah, like, no, it uh, just uh, couldn't crazy. have been and, and, more and absolutely the way they show that it was mm. essentially became a gold mine for so many other films and scripts. Like, yeah, that, it's fascinating. But is, mean, is it just that he he all of the things that he put together was and maybe at the time just a bit too much whereas oh, taking, taking parts of it out it really works in other see, films see, in a see, in a sort of more popular way see i think also chris because i think if they'd have made it the one group of people who wouldn't have liked it are dune fans because yeah, he because he was going to fuck around changed, with it and change it yeah and the other I, thing I I've got to admit, I don't know the story of dune i've seen the first movie of the new ones I couldn't even make it through that fucking David Lynch monstrosity. Uh, well, 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 and, I, and I started I, I to read like the book and David I loved, Lynch. I really loved it for the first three chapters and then didn't and then read it, it for three too... days and then was like, mm. yeah, I don't think I need to go back to that. And I don't know why, but sorry. Anyway, yeah. But I think that definitely, I mean, maybe maybe we'll mini episode something about Jodorowsky's Dune in comparison to other Dunes or something like that. But, mm. you know, it's... Um, no, it has to be said, it's just a fucking tragedy that it didn't get made. But also, you know why it didn't get made because of the amount of times that Jodorowsky clearly went into Hollywood financiers and just said, fuck you, I am making art. Spiritual warriors. I'm, and, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to emancipate the eschaton of, like, yeah. you know, changing people's minds and giving them an LSD trip without having to take <laughs> LSD. And at that point, I know that a lot of the Hollywood producers maybe just thought we're going to lose some money here, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> it's not just that. Is we're going to take the man who cooks for the best restaurant in Paris and have him the exclusive chef for Orson Welles for the duration of the filming, just to get Orson Welles in, or or the fact that it what? was like the th- the thing with Darling, where it's like you it's want a, burn, yeah, yeah. you want a burning giraffe in every shot. You got uh, it. Yeah. Oh, but like, what a fucking clever way of doing it. So you're going to pay me a hundred thousand dollars for every minute I'm on set. On set, yeah. So, what so he's we happy do with is, that title. Yeah. So he yeah. has a robot made yeah. who replaces him. So we only have to have three <laughs> minutes of him, and the rest of him is a robot. Which, which loads of films, uh, the fucking Star Wars did it later did on. It, yeah. With, uh, um. Uh, oh, Amidala. Yeah, it was well, exactly. Not only that, it how, wasn't, how many, it wasn't a robot. How many clones but... of the fucking emperor. Yeah, mm. <laughs> and and technically, I suppose it ends up as being Ash. You know, it's that same thing well, of yeah, having yeah, that yeah. reveal where you know it's. But but I mean, oh, so Dan O'Bannon just... was, oh. yeah. But but coming back to to how it relates to Alien, so obviously Dan O'Bannon was, mm, yeah, um, who, who'd written this, who also wrote Dark Star. Now we took we talked about we talked a lot about this. I remember on the you, yeah, we did oh, for up, yeah. um. Return of the Living Dead. So that, that was the John Carpenter. It. Yeah. But John Carpenter's film Dark Star is basically alien the comedy. And it's yeah. so it's kind of like when people say about Red Dwarf, they do mention Dark Star because it's that same mm. thing of basically it is alien because it's a crew of bickering workers who are just more annoyed with the food and their bonuses yeah. than about space exploration. <laughs> And they do have an alien on board, but in Dark Star, it's played by a beach ball and a set of comedy monster hands. Oh, yeah, sorry. You're quite right. We should have pointed out. The reason Adam told us to watch Jodorowsky's Dune is because the team who were assembled 
for Jodorowsky's Dune, a lot of them came together a couple of years later and made Alien because Dan O'Bannon was brought in. Sorry, we should have mentioned that. Yeah. Because so to anybody who just went, <laughs> they were talking about Alien and then they fucked off and talked about Jodorowsky for 15 minutes for no reason whatsoever. That's right. There's no plot holes in this episode. It's, no, it's all fine. <laughs> but or nobody so... will spawn for 15 years and then yeah. they'll be pissed off at the sequel, apparently. But I mean. So obviously, yeah. So for Jodorowsky's June, they got Mobius, the illustrator Mobius in. They got Chris Foss in. And they got um, Chris Foss is just a fucking god, honestly. Chris Foss is a god, but also, oh, back to Jodorowsky's Dune. I just love the fact the number of people who hadn't read the fucking book (laughs) who were working on that. (laughs) He hadn't read it. I suspect Jodorowsky. (laughs) He said himself. They said, "What do you want to make?" And he went, "June." And somebody said, "Why?" And he went, "My mate read it. He said it was fucking great." That's it. That was it. He could make anything in the world and he wanted to make that. And all he knew was he'd mate had read it. What? Yes. I know. <laughs> I know. But but so yeah, so you got all these people in. But the thing with Jodorowsky's June was they were gonna he was gonna have it that all the different planets were represented by different artists, and he was even gonna have the score done by different bands for different yeah. worlds. Yeah. Including Pink Floyd had signed <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah, Pink Floyd were going to do. We're going to be for House of Trades, and Magma were going to be for um, Gaby Prime for the Harkonnens and stuff like that. And again, so Mobius was designing. Mobius and Chris Foss were designing all the stuff for um, House of Trades. I think actually, mm. I think Chris Foss is designing the Emperor's stuff. Yeah, um, Mobius is designing House of Trades, and Giga is designing Harkonnen. And mm. similarly with this, it's like you get, and it's such a brilliant idea because it comes over so well on screen in alien of it's utterly different when they're on the ship with the space jockey and the egg chamber and everything else like that Mm. it looks utterly different from anything that's on the nostromo yeah and any of their tech and stuff like that and it's just such a fucking genius idea i don't know why more people haven't done it yeah because it's just such a i totally agree getting the same set designer to design everything just doesn't work in the same way when you're working across different planets and like different mm-hmm. species why would you not because i'll be i'll be honest i mean love love him as much as i do i think that david lynch's dune and the thing that david lynch's dune has that works is it's a bit weird and a bit kinky which i think <laughs> hold on have you just explained why out. i like it they've <laughs> left out of the most it's why it's what they've left out of the most original uh, of the latest iteration, I think is I don't think it was pervy enough in the sense. Uh, right, of so, so I I did wrong. like that. I did like that. Now that that this new version isn't like that, yeah. Because I, I do I do realize. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe it should be like, but but no, just I don't know. I suppose because what was it like? I, well, I, actually, my, my, no, actually, I'll tell you the reason. It's because I wanted to add a shirt to Toby as quick as possible. See, see, I fucking <laughs> That was the reason. I said because he's grown up now. I know, yeah. <laughs> but I think the... He says sitting there and he's... Actually, well, I'll tell you what, we'll, not... see, we'll see what happens in the next part. That's that's oh, true. I Who cannot knows? fucking wait for that, honestly. Do you, do, you, do you think that in any point someone is going to appear in blue vulcanised Y-fronts? 
much like Sting did in the David Lynch version. You, you know, are, are they going to put that in there? I, I don't think so, somehow. I definitely but, gave that film up at the right point if I didn't get to that. See the, see, the, see, the weirdest thing is, is that David Lynch's Dune is basically the Dennis Villeneuve Dune, apart from, rather than make a part two, they said to him, can you do part two in about 20 minutes? <laughs> so you get all the setup, and then something it's, it's almost the equivalent of you know when you watch things and they've obviously not got the budget to have a battle yet yeah. like early Game of Thrones where a lot of battles took place off screen mm. it's kind of that same sort of thing where a lot of shit goes down off screen with a narrator rather than actually showing you anything because but in this it was just a time consideration I think <laughs> a bit like <laughs> Alien where <laughs> Dallas is Dallas is there he's in the event and then then <gasps> It's the alien face, and then oh no, he's disappeared off the bleeper. It's pretty obvious what's happened to him, though. I mean, as it turns Is out, it... there's a director's cut that's ah, back to that though. Director's cut that means that everyone so far has died in alien in order, like all the actors are dying in order in oh, alien. Okay. So, John Hurt, then uh, Harry Dean Stanton died, then Ian Holm died, Yafat Koto died, and if you follow the director's cut, where dead, where currently Dallas is still alive, because Veronica Cartwright and uh, Tom Skerritt and Sigourney Weaver are the only cast left. Mm. So, yeah. Well, watch... in that case, Sigourney Weaver is immortal. So I am fucking going with that a hundred percent because I love that woman. She's awesome. She, it, she is. I mean, yeah. If you can but make the... her immortal, I'll agree with anything you say. <laughs> But I, uh, the other thing that I thought, and again, it kind of possibly leads to the whole point with the. Um, like we were saying about it's you've got a competent female lead, even though it's the only alien film where she's not the top build, Tom Skerritt's top build. But again, that's that's what Dallas would be like, wouldn't it? Fucking what kind of take area, the glory area manager prick. So just, but, um, but um, originally when they wrote the script, and obviously it was only six people at that point rather than seven as it becomes. Yeah. Um, they wrote like a proviso on it where it was, uh, what was it? Uh, the crew is unisex. All parts are interchangeable for men or women. And so originally it was written as an all-male crew and then they just went through and decided who was going to be. They just decided to change characters to uh, women. And I mean, that's a good way of doing it, isn't it? Really? It's a brilliant way of doing no it. No one's got a, a, a better, you know, leading or whatever. You you haven't you haven't looked at it from that point of view, but also I think it's also very true because it don't really matter in this. Sort of, I mean, the worst thing you could do in this is put a fucking romance in. That's yeah. kind of where Aliens falls down for me, where it's like, oh Hicks, let's show me a big weapon. Oh, what's that bit do? Oh, watch out for the end; it spits. You know, it's sort of you, you do you know, and that's probably why I like Alien Three because it's like don't even think about having a romance or a family. The universe is cruel and it's run by fucking Brian Glover. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> but also the one thing that they said was that whatever happened, you had to keep the person who is caught by, who is impregnated by the alien as male. Because it was far too obvious and probably inappropriate to have a female character who is essentially symbolically raped. But they yeah. do in, impregnated. in they Prometheus. It, it, oh yeah, well, oh yeah, but later on, when you, yeah. Mm. 
but yeah, so, in the original, yeah, for it to for the first character it happens to, yeah, you mm. kind of that was kind of their sort of thing on it was it's like we want to do that because it's uncomfortable for men to be put in that position because it's not a typical thing for that to happen. Mm. Whereas okay. it's almost cliche to have yeah. it in a um, to have a woman in that sort of status or that sort of. Or is it for people to overly read it? You know, it, it's like well, yeah. that whole, it's like mm. that whole thing they say with the slashers, isn't it? Where they, you know, they were all saying about it. Oh well, obviously it's the female who's uh, who's scared, and the male and he's penetrating her with the knife in Halloween, and it all it means this and it means that, and if you have sex, it, and then John Carpenter come out and went, no. It does. If he'd used a gun, people would have heard. So it was a knife. It was never. A oh yeah, no. There's thing. A, there is, and his whole thing lot... of and, and, and having sex doesn't mean you're going to get caught. It just means you're naked, and therefore it just means you're Easy a bit more vulnerable. You, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like well, it, it was, um, and people of... just make these whole. So maybe you do wonder if, like, by that point, people were like, maybe they're just going to start reading bullshit into this that isn't there. So we need to second guess Make it sure, yeah. and not give them the opportunity to read shit into it that isn't there. But again, that's a good thing rather than having well, it yeah, as a, definitely. in, in yeah, yeah. that sort of sense that it's just sort of like, well, we've not, we're not going it, down this obvious route. It's the better choice. Gonna, of yeah, the, it's, yeah. Oh, definitely. But I mean, there's, I mean, there's some fucked up weird shit that nearly happened. Spielberg was offered it to direct mm. it. Which that I would have been very touchy feely. I yeah, I think that would have been that would have been far too nice. I think even even off the back of Jaws, I think that would have not I been the. Yeah, no, I was I was thinking of Jaws but... and and Pol- Poltergeist as well. I, yeah, he might have done an okay was... job, but it wouldn't have been the same. Yeah, no. as as we believe though, Poltergeist was probably a lot of yeah, We've been oh left yeah, alone that's true. With, Uncle, yeah. with Uncle Toby, and he's not very nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And 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 Steve's come back and made things all right, but yeah. I think Uncle Toby's uh, Uncle Toby not everything's not right at home. <laughs> Interesting enough, that That's was one of the things point. Dan O'Bannon showed Ridley Scott was like he showed him Texas Chainsaw because he was like, "This is mm. what I'm looking at in terms of horror." Okay. Um, but Meryl Streep was up for the part of Ripley. It was between her and Sigourney Weaver, which again I think would have been a different complexion because Sigourney Weaver wasn't really a known. Mm. actor at that point whereas i think meryl streep would have been a bigger name in there and you'd have known she was going to be the surviving character again Mm. it's putting that very famous Mm. name in a a, a, a smaller budget crew yeah immediately go well of course they're going to make it to the end or be killed but, in two pages because then you haven't got yeah to, to, to sort of rip it from under you and it's because <laughs> that's how long we could afford them yeah mm. <laughs> um Tommy Lee Jones and Harrison Ford were offered Dallas. Hmm. I think, I think actually Dallas needs to be a bit of a wank, and so yeah. I think Harrison Ford would be too cool and capable. Yeah, and obviously he'd just done Star Wars, so I'm like, yeah, I can kind of get why he didn't want to do it. Hmm. Fun, funnily enough, they offered Yafet Koto Lando Calrissian on the back of this, but he didn't want to do any more. He didn't want to get like sort of stuck in sci-fi as it were that, oh, yeah. I, I really liked him in this I thought he was very good I, 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 I think always every, think he's very good but everyone in this is so fucking yeah. good and so oh. right and mm. th- here's the fucking weirdest one um, originally the role of Brett they offered it to fucking David Jason how the fuck does that I don't know how you get from what? David Jason 
to fucking Harry, Harry Dean Stanton. I'm not entirely sure what the fucking line is there. But, and when I told Claire that, she said, oh, what, so, like, Brett falls through the hole in the floor and Trigger makes a face. Is that what, <laughs> is that what the thing would have been? But, yeah. It's, yeah it's Koto a... is absolutely perfect in this. Like, mm. he, like, every scene, he just fucking nails it. So, like, he plays very casual in that in that way. Yeah, I don't know. Like he he goes from very casual to really one hundred and ten percent of everything's gone fucking ape shit, mm. just so perfectly. He just he's got that balance all the way through this, which I love. Yeah, I think I, I mean everyone just does such a fucking good job on this, and it's and it's it was a it was a breath of fresh air for me because usually I'm going through and admittedly we're talking about a cast who are all of them are fucking like just done so much stuff and are yeah. so fucking like worked on so many projects and stuff like that that but be- actually, before I- this because so, we just said Scorny Weaver hadn't done she, too much before but some things. of them definitely had but yeah, yeah. I think prob- I mean Tom Skerritt Tom Skerritt mostly was uh, a lot of his stuff's like it, much more like TV and stuff like that yeah okay. um, John Hurt was a fairly known quantity um Yafit Koto had done like Bond films and uh, mm. stuff like that. Harry Dean Stanton was doing a lot of like critically acclaimed stuff and things. Um, but yeah, it, there wasn't, I don't think there was anyone in there who was necessarily like a name at that, like a proper name at that point. Wait a but, minute. Sorry. Mm. I hate to cut you all off, but I think I might be wrong. I'm sure Adam will tell me if I am. Does the guy who play the alien in this also play Baphomet in The Devil Rides Out? Interesting point. It's uh, Eddie Powell, Eddie Powell. Is, is the stunt man who was Baphomet. He's also Christopher Lee's stunt double um, mm-hmm. in a lot of films. He plays the alien for stunt work, basically anything that's on a harness. Oh, um, but the that the alien was mainly um, the, the main figure of the alien is a guy who was um, Balaji Balejo, um, who was a Nigerian graphic design student. They spotted in a pub um, <laughs> because they were trying to work out who to play, how they get someone to play the alien. And he was six foot 10. Jesus Christ. And he's like, he came from a pretty well to do family in Nigeria and he was just studying graphic design in England at the time. And someone spotted him in a bar. And he, and he if you see pictures of him, he is an extremely slender, tall guy. That's what you mm. need for this character. Exactly. And it can't be understated. Like, I know I've said, you know, I know this is a classic and people rave about this film and I think it's a little bit overrated. But yeah, the alien design in this again, going back to Giga, like the the alien look for this is absolutely incredible, and the way it mm. moves, and, and, and like it, 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 I hate jump scares. I've always said I hate jump scares. The jump scare in this when she's in the pod, because as I said to you before, this is the third time I've seen this, and it mm. got to the point where she got into the pod, and I was like, oh. That was it. So she gets in the pod and then she blows up the ship and that's it. Well, no mm. wonder I always think this film's fucking shit because that is the least, the, the like, yeah. most anticlimactic ending 
is that she gets in the escape pod and then destroys it from fucking miles away. What a shit ending. And then just that bit when she moves forward and I was like, that's funny because that bit of the ship looks a little mm. bit like its skull and that's when that hand moves and that yeah. jump scare is fucking epic. It's mm. so good. And that's and again, it is just... I don't think anyone had ever seen anything like it. You know, in terms of... like, I mean, Giga's designs were not commonplace. They became... Com- a, a lot From of this. What, yeah. yeah, it's a lot of this, mm. What it, much in the same way as it's what made Sigourney Weaver a star. Yeah. You know, it was... So, so this film did good for really. all of the cast, really, didn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah it was a boost for yeah. everyone because, I mean, mm. there's, you know, it's... And it's a good fucking... You know, everyone's got a good role. Yeah. You know, and I think that's another sort of part of it. Um, but also that, um, oh, what was it? The, um, like, you can, there's a, I'll have to uh, go to, for people who are interested, go to a, a, there's a website called Strange Shapes, which is, uh, the address is alien series, all one word, dot wordpress.com. And, that is a wealth of material of like what went on in it and facts and mm. bits and pieces and everything else like that. And there's so much in there that you sort of like find out that sort of, of what went into mm. the film and everything else like that. But one of the things that I think is another incredible bit about it is that the Nostromo was a enclosed set. They built it and it was pretty much, you got into it and moved around the ship and they Jesus. filmed inside it like 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 basically like you were on location That's in a spaceship massive that was the other thing I, I made notes about as well was like the the fucking size of those corridors and shit it's fucking huge and it yeah. looks lived in like it, it, it was, was like that, like with star wars that was a thing with mm. it like you had the millennium falcon and all that and it all looked i know we've said when we did Star Wars, it looked more lived in than some. But this felt like a working environment. Like, yeah. it was all dirty and it was all grub and the bits that didn't need to be looked after weren't looked after. And the bits where they go in and there's just liquid dripping from the ceilings. and sh- Like, it had that mm. real, like a mm. factory in the sky feeling about it. And it's just incredible. Like, it's so beautifully designed. Yeah, and, and it was like... It was like a three-level fucking ship that you could literally walk around in and up and yeah. it had ceilings. And here's one of the best bits. Um, Ridley Scott insisted that all the fucking control panels were practical. So mm. you'd flick a switch and a light came on. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to control a fucking ship or anything else but like that, but it was enough to keep you... Gives in... it a feel that's, yeah. Yeah, so the actors could do whatever they yeah. liked and they would press something and there would be a and reaction actually, or mm. a screen would come on or a light or something like that, you know, and it was just sort of like... And that veracity really comes across in the acting, I think. You know, it yeah. really... It really does... One fascinating thing that just I'd never noticed before until it was pointed out when I was researching for this, Wayland Yutani is never mentioned as a name in Alien. And when you actually see the logo on like some of the ship, there's no D. It was Wayland Yutani in Alien. And somehow when it was interpreted <laughs> over into Aliens, it became Wayland with a D. Mm-hmm. 
and that's the name that we've already we've always known. <laughs> mm. But actually, yeah, you do see it on like a couple of screens and stuff like that, like on the desks and stuff. There is a Whalen Utani sign, and it's the same sign, but it just doesn't have a D in it. And it was just a really weird little sort of touch that was in there. <laughs> now you might be able to answer this for me. So uh, the the um the uh the, the kind of premise of the film is because when you go into aliens is that nobody has seen any of these things apart from Ripley. Yeah. Mm. So that's, but... that's why she's there because they have no idea. However, when they get the group on and they go to them, this is a xenomorph creature and they all go, ah, oh. and I'm like, well, it, nobody knows what this is apart from her. So why now when you've used its names, everyone go, oh yeah, no, now we get it. Z Xenomorph is just the term for an alien creature rather than, it's literally they're saying alien, oh, but they didn't okay. want to say alien. Yeah. So I think that's what, it, they're just thinking, oh, because presumably they've encountered sort of things out there, yeah. probably, but yeah, nothing quite as dramatic as yet. And also it's because they they didn't know what happened in Australia, they just let people fucking colonise the planet as well. And then it's like, oh, the signal's picked up again. Yeah, and this time what we'll do, we'll, well, you know, we'll send um, we'll send a family and a couple of kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but again, I, I like its representation of uh, corporate greed. It feels mm. absolutely fucking true. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so Lee, you sort of like everything about this film, but overall, <laughs> don't really enjoy it. Yeah. And this is what this is what I don't get. Yeah. This, this this is my problem with it, and that's that, that's always the thing, you know. And and that's why whenever anyone says about Alien, I go, "Oh yeah, it's brilliant." And they go, "How many times have you seen it?" And I enjoy go, watching it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've seen it a lot less than films that I yeah. would genuinely tell you I think are fucking awful. But, <laughs> and, and, and I think that's what it is. Like I think this. I, I think Dan O'Bannon's story and Geiger's. Um, vision like there's so much stuff in here that is fucking incredible and i just think it's ridley scott that i just mm. don't get off. but it could, equally, it could well be because but i fucking love black rain he made black rain and i love that fucking movie so uh, to be fair that's possibly the only one of his that i can point out that i do really love and i have the same thing as i said with blade runner so mm. i think he I think he brings stuff to the screen and makes it look incredible, but I think his storytelling doesn't necessarily work for me, and I find it very. I think that's I think that's fair because Blade Runner is that same thing of a fully immersive world, you know, that people could go on the set and the magazines were practical, you know, like on newspaper stands and stuff like that. So everything yeah. was there for the actors, and it really. But if it don't do it for you, don't do it for you. That's the that's. Just the way. What yeah. about um, the Martian and Gladiator? Uh, Gladiator, I saw in the cinema and couldn't have given less of a shit about, and I'm okay. bothered with the Martian. All right, fair enough. I'm I'm bothered with the Martian. I, thought, I thought the Martian was amazing. That's, that's I've still up there seen for it. me. Yeah. I, I, I have very go. much love hate with relationship with Ridley Scott. I think mine is like I like some of your films, Ridley, but please don't make some of your others. Mm. <laughs> Right. I've so, never seen Thelma and Louise, but I, I only saw that for the first time last year. Did you? Um, and I 
yeah, it was okay. Not what I was expecting, but yeah, it was. Yeah, it was okay. It was. It was a good film. Yeah, it, 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 not my cup of tea, but it, it's a very competent film. Very one of those that's incredible. better than you were sort of expecting, perhaps. Then it's a it's a film you sh- yeah it, it's a film you should probably watch once because it's it's quite a thought provoking, poignant movie, mm. and it isn't disturbing. It isn't too disturbing or upsetting. Okay, hits um, the right notes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it 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 gives you something to feel without being overly aggressive or whatever. but mm. yeah it, it, it's it's it, yeah it's it's a good mainstream film that goes further than a lot of mainstream films probably do yeah anyway, that sounds good anyway i'm clearly lapsing back into <laughs> needing to go to sleep this is the longest i've been awake in the last 72 yeah. hours um go back to cryo sleep and we'll wake you up in 56 years 57 years <laughs> there we are that's it Happy birthday to Claire. Um, yeah, happy birthday, Claire. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. Um, and we will see you in a fortnight's time for what, Adam? Uh, Donnie Darko, Chris's Ooh. Halloween requests. Yeah. Donnie Darko. Is it yes. horror? Isn't it horror? We shall see. Do we like Patrick Swayze? Do we not oh, like Patrick yeah. Swayze? Do we like him more after he made Donnie Darko? We will all find <laughs> out next. Thanks very much for listening and good night. Good night. Good night.